0: listening to 88.9 FM KUCI Irvine. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of KUCI or the University of California Irvine.
1: I'm Haley. I'm Hope. I'm Hannah. We're from from Georgia and we like KUCI. KUCI KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine Thanks for listening to me, Z here on the air, Our Digital Future And today we have Rhonda Vision calling in Hi Rhonda, how's it going? Oh, it's great, but thanks so much for having me on And it's really great because um, you also have your own radio show I do. I just launched
0: it three weeks ago. It's called the Home Movie Legacy Project. And um, it's through an internet radio company called the Rockstar Radio Network. You can find us on the rockstarradionetwork.com. And we're also in iTunes under Home Movie Legacy Project.
1: And I met you at Home Movie Day LA.
0: That's right. I remember. Yes, it's absolutely one of my favorite events every year, and it's something we've been involved in for many years. Um, you know, I, I, would you like me to tell you a little bit about our evolution in yes, terms please. of the company and how we got so involved in the home movie archiving
1: part of the business? Yes, Ron- RhondaVision is with Pro 8mm. Which I love film. I did my film and media bachelor's here at UCI, and it's very um, interesting to see old footage, you know, the 8 millimeter film reels are, are really a, a, a treasure to watch. They really
0: are, and so, you know, just a little bit about my company and how we got to this point. Uh, maybe your listeners know about the history of our company, Pro 8 Millimeter. We've always been involved in the professional use of Super 8 film uh, since the 1970s. The company was originally called Super 8 Sound. In those days, it was in Cambridge, Mass., and it was founded by two Harvard professors who had this crazy idea that you could mimic professional filmmaking using home movie cameras, because that's what everybody had available to them. And so Super 8 Sound has a very long history of providing college and university film programs with equipment. It was sort of the introductory class to 16 millimeter. And then in the 80s, when schools started switching to VHS and digital video, that whole market went away. Uh, That was around the time we bought the company. But we always fostered the belief that Super 8 did hold huge potential as a production medium and also for independent filmmakers. And for the next 30 years, we have spent our entire career holding a really high standard for the use of Super 8 in professional
1: applications. That's really amazing, and I remember you are um, very active in the current major films and doing documentaries and participating with the major feature length films as well as you sell your, you're also your cameras locally.
0: Right. Yeah, um, so there's really two main things that we do at Pro Eight Millimeter. Well, there's there's lots of things we do, but our main market is to service the entertainment industry. So, for example, if you saw the film Argo, the whole uh, recreated storming of the embassy was done with our Super Eight film, our cameras, our processing, and most importantly, our HD scanning, which is you know how people are still bringing analog material into their digital. Digital world, People in the entertainment industry need to have their film transferred in such a way that it can be easily cut into their digital production. So example, in the film Argo, um, we, you know, transferred it in high def and gave it back to them on a hard drive so they could easily cut it into the digital production. We also work on TV shows every week such as um, The New Normal, Everything's Funny in Philadelphia, we just did a Storage Wars episode. So there's lots of people still shooting old school films and one thing that I found really exciting, Urban Outfitters has just picked up our rebuilt cameras. So it shows to me that there's still an interest in analog filmmaking, and people just don't know where they can go to get the cameras, get the film, get the processing, get the scanning. And our company, Pro 8mm in Burbank, is sort of a one-stop shop, you know, where people can find all the products and services they need uh, to use a little bit of Super 8 film in what they're currently shooting now.
1: And I'm on your website right now. It's just P-R-O and then 8, like the number 8, M-M dot com. Right, and it's correct. And that's great. You can see um, Vimeo clips of what you have to offer. And so do you have, like, um, in your company, is there a library or archive, or how do you manage your collection?
0: So we are not an online archive. We are the service provider. Though It's interesting you bring that up because that is something that I would like to create. Um, Pro8 Millimeter is basically the lab for independent people and filmmakers who want to move their analog uh, material into a digital platform, but we don't ourselves have an online database. But with that being said, we are launching a new brand called Home Movie Legacy, and that hence is the name of my radio show, The Home Movie Legacy Project. You can go to homemovielegacy.com to find out more about the archival part of what we do. I just wrote a book called uh, Get Real About Your Home Movie Legacy Before It's Too Late. And one of the things that's happened to us is that because we work with so many Hollywood moguls on their professional productions, they sort of get, get it that they want their personal digital media handled the same way that they archive and handle their professional work. And so we are trying to raise the collective consciousness of everybody that, you know, everyone's home movies deserve this red carpet service. It's not just for the moguls, it's for the masses. So for me, sort of the what's next is creating an online database. And I'm not sure how I'm going to get there yet. I don't really know what it's going to look like. I talked to a few people at Home Movie Day but sort of my big dream is to create an online database where everybody can have film digitized and they just upload it. So, you know, it's you know, home movies are great when they're shared. One of the problems I have found is that a lot of archives are underfunded and understaffed. And so, even though they get fantastic material donated to them, you know, oftentimes they don't have any money either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, they, they're they at the same loss as the rest of us to get it online and where it can do the most good.
1: Yeah, if it can be online, everyone can hopefully have open access and with copyright. Hopefully everything can be common property and to be able to use it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Always Sunny show. I just found out that you helped put eight millimeter film into that that's a really great way and i remember when i met you at home movie day you were mentioning you had to go through all of um for the muppets the creator um, henderson Or
0: yes that's right yeah My, my my little tagline is even even miss piggy has home movies because you know one of the things one of the reasons home movies is so tied into the entertainment industry is that oftentimes you know, people will shoot a little test roll on Super 8 before they shot it in 35 or 16 because it's much less expensive. And so, of the many fabulous archives we've got in over the years, one of my favorites is, was sent in by the Henson Company. And I'm not sure which Muppet movie they were shooting, but they shot a lot of test reels on Super 8. And it was just so cool to to see that, you know, that, you know, uh, so much of, of things that we just take for granted as being just Hollywood blockbusters have really, you know, come from a Super 8 camera. And I think that's why people are still interested in it today. I mean, I am just shocked that Urban Outfitters has still been selling our cameras online because we, you know, we have to find them, we have to rebuild them. But they've already placed three orders, so... I, I do think that there's a huge interest in originating on analog, but you have to learn how to bring it to your digital life.
1: That's great that you can buy a Super 8 camera, and then you you've been around since your company's been around since the 70s.
0: Correct. Right. Right. So you know we're sort of the one-stop shop.
1: And home, for that. home movie days really where I first first saw, you know, hours an hours worth of footage of home videos on Pro-8 and all other types of hard-to-get-to-now-to-play footage.
0: Right, right. Well, so here's the problem, and that's why I love Home Movie Day, and I love the fact that there's so many people worldwide trying to raise the collective consciousness. A lot of people are really putting their media at risk because, A, they want to see it, But B, there are very, you know, it's really hard to find projectors that are in working condition. Now, you know, these home movie day events that are run all over the country, they make sure that those projectors are in pristine condition. (laughs) Yeah. But the problem is people are buying old projectors off of eBay that are not in pristine condition. Oftentimes, one of the common problems we see is that the projector bulbs, Um, Sometimes people put the wrong projector bulb in the projector, and it gets too hot, and it burns the film Mm. as it's projected through. And so, you know, one of the things that we really encourage people to do is to transfer it to a digital platform in a way that's not projector-based. My company, Pro 8mm, has what's called flying spot scanners. And what these are, they're the same machines that are used to transfer Hollywood films to digital, and they're sprocketless, and they're meant to shuttle film back and forth. It's almost as if, um, you know, you could picture a flatbed scanner that scans over the film or the photo. Um, it, 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 It... it captures the image in a non damaging way and, you know, that's something I'm really passionate about is to make sure that people do not send their film, their one and only precious home movies into a company that, you know, doesn't necessarily have the integrity to handle the film properly. And unfortunately there are a lot of those places around They're modifying these old projectors, and they're sticking a video camera on it, and they're videotaping the image as it goes through the projector, and they're calling this a transfer. Well, it is a transfer, but it's a transfer at the lowest quality, and the thing is, the resolution on the original film is fabulous. And when you have film transferred from one of these projector-based telecinies, oftentimes um, not oftentimes, all the time. It's just a watered-down version of the resolution that's on your original film. So I really caution people to really check out who's doing the work and how it's being done.
1: Yeah, I can see the, the Rhonda cam as well on Pro 8 millimeters. so I see the film and so that film yeah looks very delicate and can be burnt easily, I think, with the wrong bulb, with the wrong temperature.
0: Well, it's interesting. The film that we make, which is the film for the Rhonda, can't, actually can't go through a projector at all. And this, I'm glad you brought that up, Viva, because this is something people don't know. There's basically three types of Super 8 film on the market today, black and white, color reversal, and color negative. Black and white film and color reversal film are the original uh, stocks that Kodak came out with meant for consumer use and those can be projected because it's a positive image. Super 8 negative film is something that my company invented back in 1992. Now Kodak has a version too but we had this crazy idea back in 1992, what if we took professional movie stocks, 35 millimeter motion picture stock and through a special proprietary process we have, cut it down from thirty five to super eight and load it in cartridges, the same cartridges that Kodak sells there, film in. So through an arrangement with Kodak, we were able to buy these empty home movie you know, these empty Super Eight cartridges, but put professional motion picture film stock in it. Mm-hmm. So anything that Kodak or Fuji makes in 35, we make a Super 8 version of. Mm-hmm. And those are negative film stocks. So unlike reversal, that can be projected. You know how like in the old days when you would shoot still film, mm-hmm. I'm sure you had a film still camera? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And you'd get back these orange negatives from the lab. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same thing with negative motion picture films. So it's a negative image. It can't be projected. It has to go through a special scanning process, like the kind we have at Pro 8 millimeter, in order to see the image. That's one of the ways that I think Pro 8 millimeter has really raised, risen the bar for Super 8 to be used as a professional production medium. Mm-hmm. Because up until 1992, there were only these reversal film stocks. And the main difference between reversal and negative is the latitude. And by that, I mean when you shoot reversal film, there's not a lot of room to make a mistake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can easily underexpose it or overexpose it. But with Super 8 negative film, there's many more stops of what we call latitude, sometimes 8 or 10 stops. So even if if you're shooting in lighting conditions, that are less than perfect um you still get a beautiful image on your on your finished film project and that's because negative film is just a superior material to reversal and then we scan it on this you know sort of million dollar scanner that has all kinds of tools such as color correction um, so it's, it's fantastic you know one of the things i say to my husband Phil because he's in the transfer facility. Most of the time he does the majority of the transfer work is a lot of times people don't really realize that when they shot the film, they didn't shoot it correctly in terms of their lighting conditions, mm-hmm. but because they're shooting a superior film stock than what was available 15 years ago, and they're having it scanned on our superior scanning equipment, who knew that they made a mistake? It doesn't really matter, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that it's, it's great because it's very forgiving.
1: So if I were to purchase a Ronda cam and then I'd want to see what I did so I'd have to take it to the, the company to get it digitized, is that?
0: Exactly. So when you buy any Super 8 camera, the Ronda cam or whatever, you can mm-hmm. buy from us what's called an all-inclusive film package. Mm-hmm. And what that is, for one price, you get your film, you get your processing, and you get your scanning, and then we give it back to you on a hard drive or if you're just doing one roll it would be a flash drive so the way that works is you know you can go to our website www.pro8mm.com and if you go to the store or I think it's a shop now you can see all the different film stocks that we offer in the demos, as well as what the different film stocks look like Mm -hmm. some have a tighter grain structure some have a looser grain structure Sometimes people want stuff that has what we call high chrominance, like the Fuji stock especially, are really color-saturated. And then you buy a prepaid package. So we send you the film. After you shoot it, you send it back to us, or you bring it in if you're local to Burbank. We process it. It's ready the next day, and then we'll transfer it on our HD scanner. And the thing that people really love about it um, is that we give it back to you on what's called a ProRes file. ProRes is a codec that can be easily edited in Final Cut Pro. Mm -hmm. And so we're using the same workflows that you would use if you were a digital production person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it can be easily cut into a digital project. Um, Urban Outfitters has some great demos on their website of things that their uh, people who have been buying our cameras have done. And, of course, on Pro8millimeter.com, we have some great examples as well. And it's just fun. The wedding market. The wedding market is exploding. Oh, wow. Um, you know, because I think people really connect with the fact that film has a lot more texture than digital. And, you know, they, they really connect to it in terms of the nostalgia they may feel. Uh, you know, when you see something shot on film, it just feels
1: different. Yeah, it's a great vintage retro look. It's very, very, um, yeah, like you said, nostalgic.
0: Yeah, yeah, people really love
1: it. Which, um, yeah, I really felt that my first time going to Home Movie Day LA, which was this past year, and just seeing everybody's films from, it was 60s, 70s, you know, even really old, like, I think the oldest one was a. Is something from the 20s or 30s?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. And, um, you know, just to switch gears here a little, but that's one of the reasons that I'm really passionate about launching, you know, this new brand within our company, Home Movie Legacy, because, you know, Home Movie Day is a great example of a group of people that are trying to raise the collective consciousness on how we store these films, how we care for them, and how we share them. And one of the things that I would really love to see more people do is digitize them into files so they can upload them to the Internet. So one of the things that I do with my clients is once we digitize them in computer files as opposed to just a DVD, right, because you can't easily edit a DVD... You can start creating little playlists and upload clips that you can edit on your home computer to YouTube. Now, for example, we've created a family YouTube channel, and by doing that, I can connect with all my relatives, and we can start tagging who all the people are in the film. Because I don't know who these people are, you know My oldest uncle is 86 He remembers who most of them are My uncle is a little younger than him He remembers a little bit more But, you know, that's why I'm, I want people to really act with urgency To try to identify who are the people in the film Let's get them tagged Let's take some oral histories You know, because we all have so, so many great stories Of, you know, how our families lived, you know Back in past generations And the other thing that, you know, people don't realize that's so awesome is that once you have them up on YouTube or Vimeo, you can stream them over the Internet and watch them on your flat-screen TV. Mm -hmm. You know, I I say in this generation, most people at this point have, you know, high-definition televisions, and so the original resolution of the film is fantastic. The problem is we've kind of gotten used to seeing crappy transfers, if you'll excuse my language. Mm -hmm. So when people go back and use a company like Pro 8mm to transfer their film in high definition with full-team color correction, you're getting back a digital transfer that much more closely matches what the original film looked like. You take that film, you have a little bit of fun editing it on your home editing program or if you're lucky enough to have final Cut Pro, you tell little stories about your family, you create a family YouTube or Vimeo channel, you upload it to the Internet, or you start putting clips on Facebook. It's a great way to get your family, no matter where they are, how spread out they are, connected. And it looks so fabulous streamed over the Internet. Compare that to just watching a DVD, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when it's just transferred to DVD, there there can be times where it's just kind of slow and boring because somebody just, you know, filmed, you know, too many miles of going down the country road or nothing happening. Um, you know, I always say editing is why people like movies and so yeah. I want people to really get that, that, you know, they should do that with their own home movies.
1: Yeah, to edit the Super 8 film that's a great idea because yeah, at home movie day it was really long clips of just, you know, the yeah, driving down, but even though it was Vegas or Grand Canyon, it's still
0: Right. If you go to my website, HomeMovieLegacy.com, on the home page, you'll see a video birthday card that my husband made for me. It says, Happy Birthday, Rhonda. Uh And it's 90 seconds. It's just little clips of me from the time I was five to the time I graduated college at 21. And it is just so... Amazing that in ninety seconds to watch a person sort of grow up <laughs> and that's what it is. It's just little little snippets, little benchmarks or defining moments and, and it, it really tugs at your heartstrings in such an emotional way that somehow is very different than the unedited footage. And I'm a big fan of the raw unedited footage, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes you see things in the background, but you take all those snippets from all those hours. Because let's face it, who wants to sit and watch 9, 10, 11 hours of home movies? It gets boring after mm-hmm. a while. But, if you know, I, I really encourage people to start, you know, thinking about their home movies the way they would think about, say, their playlist of music. And you start putting together playlists. Yeah, You know, maybe you want to do just weddings, or maybe you want to do just Christmases, or, you know, maybe you want to, you know, so many of my clients, particularly ones who work in the entertainment industry, are really connecting with the fact that, oh yeah, this is fun, I'm going to create a documentary about my family mm. with footage we already have in the family, one of the things that I'd like to just quickly, you know, share with you before we wrap up is the other thing is, you know, I tell people, launch a crowdfunding campaign. Use your family to help get the project funded. You don't have to pay for it all yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has a really great family history. Everybody should look into and archive and preserve and conserve and promote access through your family just to learn more about where you came from. I think it's great to find out.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think we all have questions about that, and I always say home movies are the most organic form of physical evidence we have about our families. They help us shift our focus and transform our understanding so we can move forward in our life. And um, I, I, I think that particularly as we get older, you know, we think we remember things a certain way or we're sort of holding on to the stories that you know, we believed or that relatives told us, but, you know, when you're when there's some time and distance between what happened and the way you think you remember it and you go back and watch those home movies, I've seen people have humongous breakthroughs, just huge breakthroughs that you know, I remember I had a client once come in who'd been in therapy for years because I think it was it had to do with her relationship between her herself and her sister and, she, you know, during, in the transfer suite, she said to me, oh, well, I see it now. My sister was always like this. <laughs> there was nothing that happened in adulthood. You know, they were just unable to have a normal adult relationship. And she said, you know, I spent all this money in therapy. All I had to do was watch the whole movie. <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know, uh, to start looking and, you know, you'll dig a little and you'll learn a lot.
1: So and everyone can hear more at the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vige and our guest today. Thank you for being on. Your, your show's every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on the Rockstar Radio Network, so everyone can learn more there about Pro 8mm and the Home Movie Legacy Project. And I thank you for calling in today to KCI in Irvine. Thank you so
0: much for having me. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I appreciate your interest in home movies.
1: Yes, I'll see you at home movie day, and hopefully I have some great um, Pro 8mm footage I can share.
0: I would love that, but thank you so
1: much. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future here on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We just had Rhonda Vision of Pro 8mm, and stay tuned for a really great 10 a.m. to noon slot. After Our Digital Future, we have World Without Words exploring fine instrumentality with Marmar. So stay tuned for two great hours of music here on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.